let go. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out, walking out. This Sadiq, and you're listening to the Prove Me Wrong podcast. Prove Me Wrong podcast is a sports-related podcast where I'll discuss all the different topics ranging from the NFL, NBA, and collegiate athletics happening every Tuesday morning. Hello, everybody. I know what you're wondering. You're wondering why isn't the podcast shown on Tuesday? Why is it shown on Wednesday? Because I had to wait and wait and wait on this guest um, that I have on my show, Janelle Reynolds. She is big time, been seen on NBC Sports, Business Insider, has two books out. Um, the first one was The Successful Playbook. It was it went so well that she dropped another book out, which is uh, The Art of Taking L's. Um, she currently works for the Washington football team as a diversity and inclusion lead. Um, previously in her role, she was the group sales director. Um, so welcome to the show, Chanel Rennes. How are you doing, Chanel? I'm good, Sadiq. How are you? I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. You know, it took me about four months to get you on the show, but it's okay. You know, you know, you big time now. You big time. You know, you don't got time for little people like myself on this little platform, but it's okay. So we're going to start off um, real simple. My first question that I typically ask my guests um, for you, what, what does black excellence mean to you? Yeah, um, that's a powerful question. I would say that Black excellence means uh, Black people living in their truth, uh, Black people showing up in a space where they're their authentic selves um, and just shining. You know, mm. I feel like we shine best, we shine brightest when we're authentic. So that's what Black ex- excellence means to me. Yes, and for y'all don't know, me and, me and Chanel worked um, a little time together and she was the most enthusiastic person <laughs> I've ever seen every day. Smile <laughs> on her face with that Colgate smile, I swear to you. That's why she'd be on TV. Um, but that was a great answer. Um, that is definitely true, us being in our authentic self, because if we're in our authentic self, then we can be our best self, right? Um, I'm interested so- to hear your answer. Oh, for me, um, my thing is us being unapologetic, us being what we want to be and conducting ourselves, obviously in a very professional manner, um, but conducting ourselves in a way where people don't perceive us or people don't misconstrue our aims, missions, and purpose. Um, We coming in in an organization or we're starting our own business or we're going to school, we want to be treated equal we want to be treated fairly we want to be treated eye to eye as opposed to less than um and all those different things is something for me that i look at when i think of black excellence us speaking in our truth us walking in our truth um us going to sleep at at night knowing i'm doing what i'm supposed to be doing i'm not sugar coding i'm not code swishing i'm not code switching i'm not doing any of these things that society tells black men and black women that they need to do to be successful i'm living in my truth so that's my answer is that good enough for you that was really good (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i'm glad and you know you big time right so you was in philly for a little bit then you came down to the washington football team you've switched um departments what are you currently doing now with the washington football team and why did you feel as though this was the right time for you to make the switch 
Yeah, um, so what do I do now? I'm the diversity, equity, and inclusion programs lead. Um, honestly, and, and similar to all of my career moves, um, it's not something that I kind of looked for, something that fell into my lap. Um, it, it wasn't something that, you know, I said, hey, now it's a good time for me to transition. It was just like, I was approached. Um, they thought I would be a good fit. I was already doing the work. So they were like, okay, Chanel. Let's, let's pay let's, you. <laughs> yeah, let's, let's put you in this role. Pay um, me. <laughs> and and I, I think it was, um, it was definitely a great transition because, you know, you know, you sat next to me. I love sales. Yes. I love being on the phone. I love getting money. I love helping people, you know, um, achieve their solutions, their business solutions through ticketing. Um, but DNI is my my passion. So although I love sales and I love revenue generation, DNI was my passion. So I think it was a great switch. Okay, that's great. Yeah. Um, just so so y'all know, I remember when I first mentioned out because I was at the Washington football team before she got there and I asked her like what what are your goals what are your goals what are you trying to do she's like well I'm trying to be the because at that time she was the group sales manager she's like well I want to be the group sales director at least within six to 12 months I was like okay and, <laughs> and I was like so what's after that because then she got promoted she's like well I'm trying to be the VP of group <laughs> sales so her aspirations her 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 goals are always to the moon and hoping you know if she lands on the moon or she'll you know she'll she'll float on the clouds so i'm i'm glad to hear that you know they saw something that in you that you're already outwardly showing through your passion for black and brown people um i always say you know she had the opportunity to make sure she can hire people that look like us. And not only she did, there are now people that are doing great things in other, in other organizations. So I commend you for your work, Ms. Reynolds. Um, so, you know, you, you've been, you know, like I said, you've been doing this thing, you know, you in Philly, DC. Um, so when you started, if you can go back to that Chanel, what would you tell her about the sports industry? Um, what advice would you give that, that Chanel, that younger version of yourself? Um, I would tell myself, and we kind of talked about this earlier, just to show up and be completely myself. Um, mm. and don't be afraid of authenticity. Uh, don't be afraid to embrace the full you in the workspace. Um, don't try to shrink for anyone. Um, and it's definitely something that I learned along the journey, but I wish I knew it like walking into the door. Did you feel like while you were while you were first starting out that you had to do that or was it something that you didn't realize until later on while you were in the role that you are now or when you had to when you left for a better opportunity that yeah i need to start doing this no so i i came into that epiphany probably only about like maybe a year or two after i had started in the in my career okay. um so it's something i definitely came into washington with but yeah, um, it, it's something that I think that all Black people at some point felt that they needed to do. They, they, they felt like they needed to look a certain way, act a certain way, code switch, if you will, Yes. Um, <laughs> in order to, to fit the culture uh, that they were assigned to. Um, but little do they know the company hired them for a reason. They, they hired them because they bring something different to the table. So how dare you alter that when you walk into the door after you sign your hiring papers? Yes. How dare you emphatically? <laughs> I love that. Um, that's, that, that's a really good point. Cause sometimes we lose ourselves in the job that we want, you know, working in sports, we had 
had the opportunity, well, you still have the opportunity. I don't work in sports anymore, but the opportunity to work in um, football games, concerts, shows, um, and you know, you get the glitz and the glamour. We get the IG and Twitter likes and whatnot, but all, all do they know that that Monday through Friday, it's a grind, um, you know, the color of our skin. There's a lot of people, um, you know, when I first started, you and there was one other black woman um, who had the, who were either managers or directors. Everyone else didn't look like us. Um, you know, the people that were, you know, entry level, they had to leave to go get those different opportunities. So it's great to see that you're able to break those barriers and and bring people along more importantly, um, and not and and always make sure that once you had that epiphany, you never allowed yourself to forget it, right? Um, so, you know, you, you know, you're doing a lot of things, right? And we'll talk about the book a little later. What are your career goals now? You know, I remember when I met you in, in 2019, you told me your goals, but you know, now you're, you know, you were in sales and you're switching now to DNI work. What is your goals? What are your aspirations right now? Short term and long term? Yeah, I would say um, I'm definitely living in the moment right now. And I think I have a very unique opportunity to sit back and learn. Um, I have an amazing boss. Uh, he ran the people operations for the Oakland A's and he came here and he's changing the culture. So I'm, I'm excited and enthused to learn under him, to learn under Jason Wright. Um, my immediate goals, I, I just want to make sure that, you know, Washington eventually gets to be the the most diverse and inclusive sport organization or organization period um, in the United States. And that's a very big goal, but I think we're on the right track. Um, and then just kind of making it a little bit more palatable. I just want everybody, no matter, you know, what they look like, who they love, who they worship, I want them to feel welcome. And I want them to feel okay with being themselves when they walk in the doors. That's, that's beautiful. Goal. Okay. You know, you out here shooting for the stars, shooting for the galaxy, <laughs> and I and I hope you, I hope you get there. I really do, cause <laughs> you, you one of the few people that, you know, when you say something, no matter if it's attainable or not, I believe it is going. <laughs> there's some chance that it's going to happen. So, um, hopefully that that does happen. You talked a little bit about the Washington Football Team and fans want when they come in, um, no matter what race religion, et cetera, they feel welcome. Um, they feel like they could be themselves. What do you, you were there, um, you know, with the older regime and now you're here with this new regime. In terms of in, being in the building, how does it feel be, being in the building? What is the culture like today? Yeah, um, so I can't really speak to the old regime, but what I can tell you is that, you know, when I walk in, um, it's a family. And, you know, it's, it's a it's an atmosphere in which people, you know, we work hard and we play hard. Um, it's full of hustlers. It's full of ambitious people. Um, but most importantly, you know, we love each other and we talk to each other with respect um, and we get our work done. OK, OK. I love I love to see that. I mean, yeah, sports teams, they do work hard, play hard, being in that environment for sure. So I, I get that. Um, and talking about you being a black woman now in the, in the space doing DNI work, um, what do you think, what is this, in your opinion, what is the state of affairs for black women in sports? Do you feel like they're getting the right opportunities? Are they being given opportunities or they need to be given even more opportunities? What do you believe is the state of affairs for black women in sports? 
Well, I think that's a great question. I think just taking a snapshot of July 27th at 7.18 p.m. Eastern time, um, some would say that the statistics are off, the numbers are off. There are a lot more um, white men versus black women um, in these positions, especially in these leadership roles. Uh, however, what I will say is that it has progressed tremendously. Um, even from when I entered into the industry seven years ago, it's been a lot of change in the industry overall. And I'm very optimistic about the future because I think that uh, June of 2020, that summer, allowed for everyone, every organization to take a step back and to look into the organization and to recognize, hey, we got a lot of things wrong. Let's take the right steps to make impact. Um, so what you're seeing now is you're seeing a lot of programs that uh, welcome HBCU students and you're seeing programs specifically for diverse groups like women, uh, Black people, Hispanics, uh, LGBTQ+. So um, although the, the statistics are off, there are a lot less Black women than should be in the sport industry. Um, I do believe that we're in the right direction and I'm very optimistic about that. That's really great to hear. Um, that's a very good point that with us moving forward, obviously last year, it it being visual on national TV, CNN, um, it put a lot of people that have the power to make change, put them in the forefront to actually make change. And now you're starting to see that, you know, without June uh, 2020, we don't even know if you're in the position that you're in right now, right? Because, you know, now people know that this is something that needs to be, to get done. Um, and another question I have for you in terms of Black women in sports, outside of promotional opportunities, what can organizations do, not just sports teams, but organizations in general, do to help the advancement of Black women? Yeah, um, I think that organizations should definitely look into having employee resource groups. Um, and I'm a very big fan of ERGs because they help you recruit, retain, and develop that talent that you're, you're focused on within that group. Um, and then I would definitely uh, encourage these organizations to be very strategic with where they're looking for these new hires. Um, are you looking in that standardized pool of people or are you strategically looking to put your job posting in women-based organizations or put your job posting uh, on the campus of an HBCU? Um, so I think that if everyone just take, takes a step back and to uh, reevaluate the strategies, uh, I think that it can go a very, very long way. Gotcha. And one one more question to wrap up this topic. Um, you being there um, for a couple of years now, you've being promoted a couple of years now. Um, do you feel as though your value? Do you feel as though your voice is being heard um, at the Washington football team? If I didn't feel valued, I would have been going. <laughs> and you know that, Sadiq. So Okay, um, I think it's a very valid question. And I, th I think that everyone should um, do constant check ins with themselves just to, to make sure that they're still feeling valued at their job. Like, and I know it's probably super corny, but I have my work anniversary on my Outlook calendar for every month. And I ask myself, am I still happy with where I am? So every month, like I'm getting the alert, like, happy anniversary, are you still happy? And if the answer is ever no, then I know it's time for me to look into other opportunities. But it's been yes for the past three, however many years. Of course, of course. <laughs> when you're getting more, you know, when you're getting that new money, you're getting that new position. That, you know, of course, you're gonna be a little bit happy. But obviously, <laughs> obviously, there's other things that 
go inside with that. And I'm glad to hear that you're feeling valued and, and, and feeling that your voice is being heard at the Washington football team. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gon' be walking out. Walking out, walking out, walking out. Now, let's get into, um, you know, some other things you've been doing. So, you know, NBC Sports, you know, you, you was on there a little bit. You got to talk about some things. Um, but I really want to talk about your books. So you have two books that's out. Um, the successful playbook um, that came out September 6th of last year, if I'm not mistaken. And then you have uh, this book that just re recently came out, the, the Art of Taking L's. So let me let me know about the successful playbook. Tell our listeners what is the successful playbook um, and why they should get it. Yeah, well, the success playbook is available on Amazon. So really excited about that. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's not expensive at all. It's a great investment in yourself. Um, I, I always knew that I was going to write a self-help book or some sort of personal growth, personal development book. Um, I didn't know when, um, and the pandemic did allow me the opportunity to do that. So, uh, I mean, it's it's a basic book. It helps you to understand um, some of the basic principles of what I believe helps one to achieve success. So, uh, again, very basic, but a lot of people don't have some of these things down packed. So I wanted to create a compilation um, or a book for individuals to use as an easy resource. So um, it includes the fact that you need a mentor, you need a sponsor. Do you know the difference between the two? Because there is a difference. Um, it talks about the art of taking L's. It talks about uh, being gritty, having a high drive for hustle, having a high drive for ambition. Um, and just talks about being a genuinely good person because what's success if you're a jerk? Like, That's I don't consider true. you successful if, if your character, if your inner, like, character is off, then you, you're not successful in my book. Um, so it gives you, that. that's the, the basic synopsis. So it is available on Amazon. Okay. And then the book that just came out, The Art of Taking L, tell us a little bit about that. So we got a little bit, you got a little bit of it in, in the success playbook, mm -hmm. but what, what, what is The Art of Taking L's? Definitely. So the Art of Taking L's right now is on pre-order. Um, it is officially released in fall of 2021. However, if you purchase today, uh, you will be first in line for one of the first copies to hit the market as well as a signed copy. Um, so really excited about that. But the Art of Taking L's teaches the basic concept of uh, embracing failure while navigating through life and career. Uh, so, I mean, we both know life is not going to go exactly the way we want it to and neither is your career. Not at um, all. <laughs> yeah, like some people, you know, unfortunately get fired. Some people get demoted. Some people uh, get get backstabbed. Some people, you know, get talked over in meetings. Um, so life isn't going to go exactly how you want it to go, but it's all about embracing those moments and making you better, allowing it to make you better. That's great to hear. Yeah, I'm going to definitely get that. But I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need to see you sign the book. Cause you know, I'm, I'm right here. So, you know, the season starts, you know, uh, right around the corner. So I'm gonna need, I'm gonna pay you right there. So you can sign <laughs> with your John Hancock. And yeah, that's you. definitely true. You know, um, you're only, you're only measured by, by your failures. Cause then your failures turn into successes next exactly. in the future. So I'm, I'm glad to hear about that. And now let's talk about your team, the Washington <laughs> football team. So y'all had, your last season, it was all right. You know, you won the division. Um, yeah. was a great story. Ron Rivera comes in, changes the culture, changes the atmosphere, you know. And beat cancer. 
yes, and be, be, and be cancer at the same time. We should not, yeah. you, we should not belittle that. You know, yeah. you have took out, took out um, players that didn't need to be there, brung in some great players. Obviously, one of the young leaders there is Chase Young, and we can go on and on and on, but guys like Logan Thomas, um, guys like Payne, and I can go on and on about the team, McLaurin, and then now, you know, it's free agency. You guys go get a new shiny toy in Curtis Samuel. Um, you keep Heineke. You get, uh, you know, Mr. Cool, Ryan Fitzpatrick. What do you think about the Washington football team moving into next season? I am so optimistic about the Washington football team. Um, this is our year. This is Wait, our this is year. year for what? Listen, we're going all the way. Go all the way what? Go all the way home? You going we're to- going. Listen, li- when I get my ring, I'm going to come back on this show and I'm going to put it right in the Zoom camera. Okay. You gonna get what what ring? A wedding ring? Super Bowl. Oh, we're home. We're going all the way, sir. Go all the way home. That's where you're going. Washington is going all the way to the Super Bowl. I'm confident in the players. I'm confident in the coach. I'm confident in the strategy, in the culture change. This is our year. Okay. Okay. So you just went on your little soliloquy. Okay, let's see. I don't hold back on my show. This proved me wrong. So Washington football team, y'all need to prove me wrong because I don't care if it's Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, or Fitz Tragic. He has never made the playoffs. He won't make the I'm letting you know this right now. We on I'm looking at you right now. Y'all ain't making the playoffs. It could be the Washington football team, the varsity team, the JV Did team. You watch or the it at team. All? Did you watch us last year? I watched y'all. Wait, y'all, y'all, y'all didn't have a winning record. Y'all won a division that was putrid. And you telling me that Ryan Fitzpatrick, who's never made the playoffs, is going to lead y'all to the playoffs. I feel, like that, I feel like we got a couple of glimpses into our future. Like the game with the Steelers, how we beat the Steelers. Are you kidding me? Okay, that was... That was a- that was a glimpse into our future. We we listen. The 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 ring is ours. We got, the, we got okay, it. so I hope you get married, so then you can come on the show and show me your wedding ring. I appreciate that. I hope you you go buy yourself a ring just because you want to. But a Super Bowl ring? No, that's not happening. So who you got? And please don't say the Jets. First of all, first of all, first of all, first of all, I'm not delusional like you. I know the Jets ain't going nowhere. <laughs> Next, wait, wait, let's take a step back. Are you still a Jets fan? Because I know some of y'all be flip flopping. I don't flip flop. I've been a Jets fan since day one. Everyone, I'm still be there. We got Zach Wilson. He might play like Zach Morris, but we will find that out in September. But anywho, to have a team like that, you the most trash talking is. I'm not even trash talking. I'm just speaking facts. I'm just speaking since 2000. Y'all haven't won more playoff games than the Jets. Y'all haven't been to the a- NFC Championship game. We've been to the AFC Championship game back-to-back years. So I need you to pump the brakes. You, I'm not impressed with the Jets. I'm sorry. I'm not impressed with the Washington football team. So what you trying to say? What you trying to say? I just, I just, I will say it again. It could be the Washington football team, the freshman team, the varsity team, or the A team. Y'all not going nowhere. Y'all not going nowhere. Y'all going. The season ends in early January. Y'all will be home in early January. That that's just it. Sadiq, 
the, okay, Philly is is not betting y'all. That's fair. They they horrible. They trash. But the mother two teams, all the mother two teams are better. The mother two teams are better. They got better oh. quarterback play. Who? Oh. The Cowboys, Giants. Giants. Gi- Daniel Jones is better than any quarterback on y'all squad. Saquon Barkley is better than anybody on y'all squad. Kadarius Tony, Galladay, Shepard. They got a squad offensively and defensively. They got a squad too. Now your defense might be better, but your offense is future. Right now, the audience can't see me right now, but I'm currently rubbing my temples because this conversation is really stressing me out. Because I'm speaking facts to you. You're not. And then you got the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott, Ezekiel Elliott. We don't say the D word. Oh, okay. You don't, okay? You don't want to talk. You don't want to talk about them. Okay. Well, it would be. You don't want to talk about the D word. Well, it would be D Day when y'all play them. So I'm just letting you know. Hi. I appreciate you, but I got to just tell you how it is. Y'all going to have a similar record, but y'all ain't going to be playing on NBC that that Saturday night. Y'all be watching the game just like you and me, you know, watching the playoffs. Because who I got in the Super Bowl. So you don't think we're going to the playoffs either? No, 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 no. Barring injury, barring injury, y'all not making no play. Fish pa- wait, do you not know that Ryan Fitzpatrick has never made the playoff? I had him as a Jets quarterback. He's not the only person on the team. Like, we have a whole team of people that's good. Oh, wait, no, no, no. I just named you a, a bunch of people. I do my research. I watch the games. I know your, your team. Y'all, y'all got players. But Ryan Fitzpatrick also had, in 2015, he had the top 10 offense and couldn't get into the playoff. Had Brandon Marshall, who's going to probably be in the Hall of Fame, had Eric Decker, had a squad on defense with Darrell Revis and the boys, and we could not make the playoffs. So I don't want to hear this that, oh, we're going to – y'all, you think you're going to win the ring? Man, y'all miss me with that nonsense. Well, we gonna, if we don't win it, we're going to get close to it. we definitely going to the playoffs, though. That's a no-brainer. Okay so, okay, so since you you did and you had you didn't have a winning record. But anyway, we're not even talking about that. Let's actually talk so about – did it. So since you said – since you said on record that they going y'all gonna go all the way or if not close when y'all don't make the playoffs, can you be on my show? Absolutely. So we can, so we can talk about the other listen, teams that are in the playoffs. Hard to take an L's. If I take an L, I'm gonna do it with class. Okay. Okay. So you gonna take this L with class or in, in not- my school? Cause I'll be teaching you. I'm gonna teach you. I'm gonna teach you how to take this L real anyway. quick. On prove me wrong. I'm just letting you know. I'm just. I'm just letting you know. And you can tell everybody in there. I know all them people in there. You can tell them all. All of my, my former colleagues, all of them. Tell all of them. Y'all ain't making no playoffs. Y'all ain't making no playoffs. I'm just saying. When you start to identify with a winning team that's not the Jets, then come see me, okay? I mean, Other winning, than that, team, winning team, I'm, I'm at Georgetown right now, and we just won the Big East. So I don't know what you're talking about. I appreciate that. George but it's Jones, okay. We're talking about the NFL, though. Okay. Shoot. That's fine. But the only team that's okay. the Washington the Washington Mystics and the Washington Wizards got a better chance of making the playoffs than y'all. So, and the Nationals just won a ship a couple of years ago. So, I'm just, I'm just trying to help you out. I'm just trying to help you out. But you know what? You know what? I'm going I'm to I'm close off by saying... You know, thank you for coming on my show. Thank you for going back and forth because I know we can go on and on and on and on. And I know y'all don't want to hear, but 
it's great to see that you're doing great things with the Washington football team. You're going to continue to do great things. You're going to probably own your own network someday. Um, and make sure y'all get the successful playbook um, on Amazon and pre-order The Art of Taking L's. Once again, thank you, Chanel, for coming on the show. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. No problem. And just want to say one more thing for, for my listeners. I told y'all Giannis was going to win. I just told y'all. Bucks and six. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Even when they were down. Yeah. Even when they were down 0-2, I said, the Bucks are going to win. Yeah. They just are. But Once I'm glad because Giannis deserved it. Exactly. Giannis did his thing. He yeah. deserves it. He's on. He's If he does nothing else in his career but just maintains his numbers, he's going to be a top 25 player. But the Bucks ain't done. Giannis will get another one. And we'll yeah. see if it's next year. But I told y'all, Bucks and six, Phoenix Suns, Mohegan Sun, Capri Sun, Bucks and six. Later, y'all. Yeah. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to pull me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. I ain't got time to hear what they be talking about. Best to prove me wrong, or else you gonna be walking out. Walking out, walking out. Once again, thank you for listening to yet another episode of Prove Me Wrong. If you ever want to get on a show, if you ever have any comments, you can DM me or you can comment me at my Instagram, prove me wrong underscore podcast, and I'll be waiting for your comments.